We have read together the story of Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2. We will use that story as we reflect for a few minutes upon uh, Jesus' birth on this Christmas day. For the last several weeks, we have been talking about uh, the the biography of Jesus. Uh, We talked about the fact that he was born in Bethlehem. We talked about the fact that he came, his family tree showed us he's the child of promise, promise to sinners. His name, Jesus, meaning God saves, and his purpose, to come to save his people from their sins, to give us light, to give us hope, to give us freedom, to give us peace, and all of this by the power of his person, the power of who he was. And today, in our study of Jesus' biography, we come to Jesus' birthday. Now, kids, you know and I know. Jesus probably wasn't born on December 25. Uh, That's a matter of tradition. But whether or not he was born on December 25 really doesn't matter. The date of his birth isn't so important. The fact of his birth, that is what is important. He is the one who actually came down from heaven. He is the one who actually was born and lived among us and died for us. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Jesus' birthday. We see that Jesus' birthday was according to the plan of God. Now, perhaps it's easy for us to miss that as we read the beginning of Luke chapter 2. We read there, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. Well, Caesar's really responsible for getting Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. But we forget, our God is a God over history. Our God is a God over the events of history. God used Caesar Augustus to to put Mary and Joseph exactly where he wanted them for Jesus to be born. I suppose um, God could have uh, given a direct command to Mary and Joseph. He could have perhaps sent another angel saying, hey, I want you to go to Bethlehem at this time. But God uses this Roman emperor to accomplish his purpose. Verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. God uses the events of history to fulfill his purpose. God's power is not limited by what man may do. But even man, even this Roman emperor, would unfold the plan of God. God's plan to bring his child forth in the city of Bethlehem. We know that at this time, it was a a time of peace in the Roman uh, uh, area. The Pax Romana, so that travel was easy. They could get from one place to another. But even that, under the control of God, God's power seen manifest in the birth of his son when Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem, exactly where God wanted them to be. They went there because they were of the house and the lineage of David. We talked about the fact that Jesus came in the line of David. We talked about Jesus' family tree. 
And we notice there that that was a, a wonderful encouragement for us because Jesus came in the line of David, David the sinner. Here we're reminded, the line of David, the lineage of David, who was the king of God's people. God would bring forth his son who would be a king, not a king simply of an earthly kingdom, but a king who would rule over all creation. God's power, everything unfolding exactly as he had intended. Jesus' birth is arranged by God. Jesus' birth is announced by angels. Now, when we had our children, um, we sent out a little postcard that said, you know, baby's been born, and maybe some statistics about the baby, the weight, and those type of things, and the date that they were born. And uh, now, now uh, maybe you get a, a postcard, but it's got a picture on it. You go to Shutterfly, and you order, you know, pictures with, of the baby, too. Or maybe you send an email, or maybe you go on Facebook, all these new methods of communicating so we can get the word out about the baby. But none of us had a birth announcement that compares to the announcement of Jesus' birth. God sent angels, angels to speak about the birth of his son. Verse 9, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear, and the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. God sends angels to announce the birth of his son. And the shepherds, seeing these angels, would be afraid. What's the first word out of the angel's mouth? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Just like God had come to Joseph... Just like God had come to Mary and said, fear not, don't be afraid. Just like God came to Zechariah in the birth of John the Baptist. Don't be afraid. I'm in control. The angels come with this glorious announcement. Majestic, wonderful. Yet don't be afraid. For I bring you good news. Good news of great joy. And God then reveals even more of his glory. We read in verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now the, the, the heavenly hosts. But they come with a glorious message. Glory to God on earth peace to men. A Savior has been born to you. We talked about that in Jesus' name. He was Jesus. He was Joshua. He was God saves. He came to save his people from their sins. I find it interesting that this is the only time in the Synoptic Gospels in his birth that Jesus is referred to as Savior. In his birth. Because that's what he came to do. He will save his people from their sins. It is here that he is called Savior. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Christ the Anointed. Christ the Messiah. Christ the Long-Awaited. Christ who was the Anointed One of God who came to perfectly fulfill all the Old Testament anointings. He is our perfect prophet. He is our priest. He is our king. That one that had been anticipated is now here. The Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is Christ the Lord. 
The Lord reminds us of that Old Testament uh, refuge of God as the Lord of His people, the protector of His people, the power of God for His people. Jesus Christ comes as God to be our Lord, to be our Savior, the Anointed One. And what do we read here? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Peace. We talked about that just last Sunday. He came as Prince of Peace, Isaiah chapter 9. A peace, not simply a, a, a human peace, a peace between God and man. God and sinners reconciled, we see. A reconciliation that was from God's side. God is no longer angry, no longer at enmity with us. For Jesus has come to bring peace to earth. The Prince of Peace. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Perhaps you remember the old version, um, goodwill and peace toward men. A kind of a much more generic understanding. This is actually a preferred translation, a better translation. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Not simply a general goodwill toward men. In many ways, Christmas is a celebration only for believers. Now, the world might imitate what they see us do, but the world will never understand what we do unless they know this peace which is for them. It is fitting, it is right, it is proper for us to gather this morning as believers to gather in the presence of our God to praise Him for the gift of His Son for those, for those with whom He is pleased, for those whom He has chosen, for those whom He has called to be his own. God is the one who calls us into a relationship with him. He is the, the, the center of our Christmas celebration. I remember reading a, a magazine article um, a couple years ago around Christmas time, and it was a, a, entitled something like, um, Would Jesus Be Welcome at Christmas? And it's kind of a look at the traditions we have at Christmas, and, and you know, would Jesus fit in here? And, and you get this picture of Jesus almost kind of, kind of, you know, with his nose pressed at the window, just wishing he could be a part of our celebration, you know, just, just waiting, oh, Jesus would be saying, won't you please invite me to be a part of your Christmas? I wish I could celebrate with you. Jesus wants an invitation to come to Christmas. As I read that article, I thought, that's, that's, that's backwards. We don't invite Jesus to be a part of our celebration. God invites us to be a part of His. He is the one who is the author of the celebration. He is the one who selects His own, who chooses them, those with whom He is pleased. And we are brought together to celebrate the birth of a newborn king. God is the center of the celebration, not waiting for our invitation. He invites us to come and be part of the glorious celebration of the birth of his son. Jesus' birth, arranged by God, announced by, by angels, and attended by shepherds. Jesus came as the king. But the announcement doesn't come to the rulers of the day. The announcement doesn't come to the king. The announcement doesn't come to Caesar Augustus. The announcement comes to regular, ordinary people. 
it comes to shepherds. Perhaps we might even say less than ordinary people. And we talked about this last Christmas, how shepherds, focusing on shepherds last year, how shepherds were those of poor reputation. They were not those who could be trusted. They were cheats. They were thieves. And yet, yet it is shepherds that attend the birth of Jesus, those who are fallen, those who are sinful. Now, that might be surprising to us that the announcement comes to shepherds. It's surprising. It comes to these, these, the lower part of society. It might be surprising, but it's absolutely appropriate. These are who Jesus came for. He came for the fallen. He came for the sinful. He came for those who, who, who were the lower part of society, for the cheats, for the stealers, for the thieves, for the robbers. He came sinners to save. And that's why we celebrate. Because we find ourselves in that, in that class of people, the ordinary, perhaps the less than ordinary, Sinners, fallen, who even today, who even this morning already, have done things that are displeasing to our God. Perhaps we've spoken harsh words to our brothers, our sisters, our parents, our children, already this morning. To the fallen, we have this, this announcement and the attention. Jesus comes to us and reminds us that he came to save his people from their sins. So it's appropriate, it's right that we should gather and attend his birth. His birth arranged by God, his birth announced by angels, his birth attended by shepherds, and his birth acclaimed to all. Verse 16, the shepherds. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The shepherds made known the truth that they knew to others. So today again we rehearse the Christmas story. We read the story from Luke 2. We sing the Christmas carols to remind us of the, of the truth of Christmas. It is about Jesus Christ who came to save his people from their sins. It's appropriate that we gather to hear this story once again as we gather on Christmas morning. But I remind you, uh, we hear this story every time we gather for Lord's Day worship. Every time we gather, we hear about Jesus Christ, who he was and what he came to do. Sunday after Sunday, morning and evening, we hear the truth concerning this child that he was and remains true and eternal God, that he was willing to leave the glories of heaven and come down to earth, that he would dwell among sinful men and women, that he would be willing to be condemned and go all the way to death, a cruel death on a cross, and that God by his power would raise him up again from the dead and Jesus would ascend to heaven where even now he rules over all creation. That basic story of Jesus Christ we're reminded of every Lord's Day in worship. The gospel, 
Jesus Christ, this mighty God, came to save sinners. And so we call out once again today, embrace this Jesus, the true Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, the one whom God sent as his son to save his people. Put your faith and your hope and your trust in him that you might truly celebrate the joy of Christmas this year. You might truly celebrate Jesus' birthday, the one who came to save his people from their sins. We read in verse 20, And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The shepherds praised God because the word they received was true. The story they had been told was true. Now, kids, I think you know by now that I love the other Christmas stories. I love Rudolph and I love Frosty the Snowman and you know I love Charlie Brown Christmas. But those are just stories. Fun stories, but just stories. The story of Jesus' birth that we read in Luke chapter, chapter 2 is absolutely true. It really happened, just like it's recorded for us. God fulfilled the promises of his word. Jesus would, was, was born in Bethlehem. As Micah prophesied, it really happened. Jesus came in the line of David. It really happened. Jesus came to save his people from their sins. It really happened. This story is true, absolutely true and reliable. And so we can take this wonderful story and have every confidence as we tell it to other people. We are called to acclaim Jesus Christ, the newborn king. And we don't have to wonder, you know, if I take somebody to Luke 2 and show them the story, maybe it's not quite right. It's absolutely true. We can have confidence, every confidence, as this Christmas season, we might share the gospel with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our friends, with those in our family who do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. This wonderful story, absolutely true, absolutely reliable, gives us every reason for praise and every reason to share the truth that we know. We gather this morning to celebrate Jesus birthday on December 25 probably not but the fact that it happened is more important than when it happened Jesus was born he was born according to the plan of God that birth was announced by angels glorious and majestic that birth that that announcement came to regular ordinary people the shepherds and yet when they had this encounter with Jesus. They returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And so we can rejoice today. We can go back to our homes, to our families, whatever our plans are for today, rejoicing, praising God that His Word is absolutely true and reliable. And we can feel confident to share this wonderful message with those around us. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. Let's join together in prayer. 
Lord our God, we praise you for the celebration of the birth of your Son. We praise you that in the fullness of time you sent him into the world, that he would be born exactly as you had foretold, and he would fulfill his work exactly as you had promised. Lord God, may this be the heart of our celebration during this Christmas season, praising you, rejoicing, thanking you for the gift of your Son and for the glorious gift of salvation. Lord God, if there are those here today who have not embraced Jesus Christ, would you work in their hearts on this day that they might know the truth of who he is, Son of God and Son of Man, the one whom you sent to bring full and complete salvation. Hear our prayer, O God. For Jesus' sake, amen.